Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman, here alongside the founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden. We're back for another summer league, but unlike previous summer leagues, Frank, the Bucks actually won a game. I don't know if I'm just making this up. It feels like the Bucks never win summer league games, but they beat the Clippers 81-78. Uh, it was actually a pretty interesting finish in the end, uh, but the Bucks and summer league... Yeah, you, you spoke about it. We're after this Summer League Championship, and despite the fact they gave up a 20-plus point lead that they had there in the first half, they held on. Jordan Wara was awesome. What do you wanna, where do you want to start with Summer League basketball? I think it was as scrappy as we remembered it, uh, but it's back. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the, with, with Sam Merrill gone, uh, with uh, Yorgos, uh, who apparently is in... Uh, is in Vegas uh, based on the shot earlier of him with Bobby Portis, hmm. but with, <coughs> excuse me, with Yorgos uh, Kalejakis. I think that's how we're trying to pronounce that name uh, with him. Not yet apparently cleared by FIBA or something, but not yet available to play. Uh, you know, really only three guys. I think that we're going to really spend any time talking about until further notice with Jordan Wara, uh, Mamu and, uh, and Mamadi Diakite. And, um, you know, I think the, I think for Jordan Wara, the goal, like when you think about like what what are the goals of summer league? I think the goal for Jordan Wara was to be one of those guys that you come away after the first two three games saying he's too good for summer league, right? You, you know, that's kind of like a common refrain among, you know, a lot of times the the best second year players they they just look like hey these guys have have kind of these guys look like they have played, you know, in the NBA and they kind of know what they can do and they know how to manipulate defenses. I don't know that Jordan Wara was quite there. <laughs> tonight um you know he started off what one for eight uh from the field and you know again he can he can run kind of hot and cold um but uh he obviously kind of figured it out as the game goes on and you know 12 20, 12 out of 28 okay uh, not exactly sterling efficiency to get to 30 points only three free throw attempts but 30 points uh eight rebounds and six assists got a steal as well and you know had a pretty good defensive play there in the last few minutes when the Bucks were, were trying to hold down the Clippers in a you know fiercely contested summer league game. So, um, you know, I, I tweeted out Jordan Wara had seven assists in 274 minutes last year. Uh, so he nearly, man, uh, he nearly managed to equal his NBA regular season total from a year ago in assists with six tonight in uh, a little, a little uh, over one tenth as many minutes. So, um, I think, you know, a solid showing from Jordan Wara, kind of keeping up the uh, the scoring momentum that he showed at the, right at the end of the regular season and, and through the Olympics. Um, and I think the other guys maybe a little more more of a mixed bag with, with Mamadi and, and Mamu. But, um, you know, I think you could kind of find moments for, for each of those guys. And, um, you know, just uh, good, to, good to keep the Bucks winning streak alive here. Now five straight wins. So 
we can kind of dig into each of those guys a little bit. I, I don't know. I mean, what was, what was your take? <coughs> Excuse me. What was your takeaway? I am continuing to, to mm. battle my, my post, uh, you know, <laughs> game six cough here. Um, what was, uh, what were kind of your, your main takeaways? I mean, was it just Wara 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 <laughs> or, uh, or did anything else pop for you? Well, it's interesting. I think you kind of alluded to it there, but I do think with Jordan Wara specifically, we do kind of know what to expect or what we think we're going to see from him, whether or not he scores efficiently. We know he's going to get up a ton of shots and uh, he's going to be the the go-to scorer really on the perimeter. But yeah, one thing that I was looking for for him or I'll continue to look for from him, and it was the same in the Olympics, is does he have any more versatility to his scoring? Can he actually put the ball on the floor and score in the paint? Can he get to the basket? Because I think that would obviously change uh, his, his outlook moving forward as well. We know he can shoot the ball. And I think when you see this and he gets up 28 shots in 30 minutes, it's like, well, okay, uh, clearly whatever role you think that he could potentially work his way into with the Bucks, it's not going to be at that volume. And he's going to have some nights where he might go four for five from three. And then he'll, uh, he'll have others where he doesn't hit a three. That's That's the role generally of a shooter of a scorer off the bench, but he did have a couple of nice finishes through contact. And I, this was something that I noticed when he was playing for Nigeria as well. So that's probably something I'm really looking for with Jordan Wara. But as far as uh, Sandro uh, Mamu Kalashvili went, Mamu Kalashvili, I should say, he was, he was pretty impressive to me. And again, you know, I, I don't think that I have sky high expectations for what he can do in the NBA this year, but the reality is I only really know about him from the highlights packages that I've seen. And in those highlights packages, you, you know, naturally you're going to get the best of what he can do. And he's looked like he's been a pretty versatile passer for a big man, can put the ball on the floor a little bit. So I was just curious in general coming into this night whether we were going to see any flashes of that from him or well, that's maybe not something that's going to translate to be a pretty consistent skill set that he's able to have. But I thought we saw it. Yeah, he finished with four assists. All of those came in the first half, and a couple of those passes were really nice, Frank. He had the one where he put the ball on the floor, went baseline, had a wraparound pass to Jordan Wara, who finished. And perhaps the more impressive one was when he was on the baseline. He sort of had the defender on his back out near the perimeter, and he sort of turned... Uh, to to face the defender and whip the ball with his right hand from one side of the court to the other, hit Jordan Wara right in the shooting pocket. Then he knocked down the three. Um, I, you know, I'm not I'm not making any comparisons with guys that can make that pass, but for a guy that size, that is a pretty rare pass to make. Uh, you don't see that too often. So I guess for me, just to have those little flashes with him in the first time that we've seen him play, I think was cool. It was cool to see. It was fun to see. Again, I don't know how that translates moving forward. And outside of that, he looks like he, he really battles on the glass. He had 12 rebounds, which we, we'd like to see. The six of those came on the offensive end, which we know was a big feature of the way the Bucks played during the postseason. He came up with a clutch block, which I think was was pretty impressive on a guard there. And uh, and so overall, I, I was I kind of walk away thinking that was a pretty fun experience watching Sandro play basketball. Yeah, I thought it was a solid debut from him. Um, you know, I think the I think the wraparound he had was to Diakite, not Wara, for that, ah. that first dunk yeah. because um, I was trying to make a uh, Mark Jackson. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mamu, there goes that mamity uh, <laughs> joke, which uh, I apologize for tweeting it and now saying it out loud. Uh, <laughs> even worse out loud than, than uh, when I was thinking. Well, I'm glad I forced you to bring that up again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, 
Yeah, and I think the those two kind of cross court, you know, one handed whip passes. I mean, you know, he's left handed and he threw both those with his right mm-hmm. hand, um, which you know, again, I think isn't shocking based on you know, some of the uh, scouting video stuff we've seen. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, I think he seemed to look most comfortable kind of catching it in kind of the mid post, high post, and being able to kind of work from there. Um, you know either facing up or, or kind of with his back to the basket a little bit. So you could sort of survey um, the court and, uh, you know, use those passing skills um, was able to, to score um, attacking a smaller guy at one point in the second half. And uh, I think, you know, Wara found both Mamu and uh, Mamadi separately on pick and roll pocket passes for dunks, which, you know, talking again about uh, Jordan's passing, that's the kind of play that, you know, again, I think hints at having some actual passing skill, which again we didn't really see at all in the regular season last year. But certainly, Jordan kind of looking comfortable in, in a screen roll game. He had another uh, shot where he took a screen and pulled up for a three in, in the second half. And you know, I think uh, with his shooting, obviously that that's a, a really interesting kind of development there to to see him uh i mean you knew that if he gets a little bit of daylight he can knock down shots i think he's an interesting guy because on the one hand he really struggles to create separation uh and he's got kind of that low release but he's obviously pretty tall he's often guarded by smaller guys and he really needs like no separation to, to get a shot off and make a shot so um you know creating space he doesn't really have that kind of explosive athleticism uh, to generate that that kind of space, but then he's skilled enough that he can he can still kind of hurt defenses without it. So um, that that's certainly something we saw a lot last year. So so yeah, I mean, I think you know just just giving giving these guys a chance to do things that certainly we don't see them get to do, you know, during uh, you know during blowouts or you know during um, you know the, the rare occasions that they would get run. Um, during like a regular game, which obviously for Jordan and Mamadi was extremely limited. You know, we had very, very few opportunities to see them playing with, um, you know, Bucks rotation guys. And obviously Vegas is not going to simulate that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, again, it's just about developing skills, showing comfort, doing it in live game action. And certainly those guys, um, you know, I'm, I'm curious with, with the herd, uh, knock on wood being back next year and G League hopefully having kind of a semi-normal season. Uh, I'm curious to see, uh, you know, what that, how that plays in their development. Probably Mamu, it's, it'll be a much, you know, probably I, I would expect it to be more, you know, more likely that, that Mamu would, would see time with the herd. Um, you know, Wara did not go down uh, to the G League bubble. Uh, Mamadi obviously was great in the G League bubble. Sam Merrill went down and, um, so we'll see if, if there's really any much or any G League time for these guys. Uh, you know, I mean, Mamadi is, you know, they don't really have a whole lot of depth at the big positions, you know, at sort of the, the nominal center spot. Um, so I, I don't know that we're going to see those guys spending a whole lot of time in the G League. But again, one of the benefits of, of having the herd be just up the road in Oshkosh is that, you know, you can potentially sneak those guys up there for, uh, for some game action, you know, even without, uh, having to send them there for, for extended periods. So, um, so yeah, I, I, and I agree. I mean, Mamu, I mean, we talked about on draft night, you know, you just guys who are good passers and comfortable, um, you know, playing team basketball, you know, usually can look pretty good in Vegas. And, 
he's obviously a little different because he's 6'11 and he's a big guy. But um, you know, we didn't see him kind of going you know, end-to-end full court, uh, highlight real stuff in that respect. But, um, but I think it's more important that he looked comfortable in the half court being able to get to his shots. I think the other thing, 0 for 2 from 3 tonight, um, you know, did get to the line 5 out of 6 there, which was nice to see. I think, obviously, him being able to stretch the floor and, and knock down an open 3 is, is pretty important. Um, so we'll see if that's something that uh, that he's got more in his bag than than, uh, than maybe we saw tonight. But, um, but, yeah, a solid night. And I think I think defensively for him, you know, he just feels like like a four man to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, unless it's a really small lineup, I I just don't know that he's strong enough or vertical enough to to you know really play center minutes. Um, and who knows, right? I mean, if he puts on strength, blah blah blah. But um, but that doesn't really pro. I mean, he doesn't really profile to me like a like a center um, in the NBA. It seems like he's probably a you know a four man or playing with with another big guy. Basically, is kind of what I would expect. Um, so it'll be interesting, and um, you know. But but yeah, he's a fun player, and I think him getting that block in that switch situation late, he had another switch shortly thereafter, and a guy ended up um, getting a bucket on him. You know, I mean, I think that's that's where a lot of his kind of playability is is going to be determined, right? Is you know, can he switch on to a smaller guy and and not just get blown by, or you know, not just get juked into a, a really you know open jumper or something like that if you can do that then obviously that that that's probably a you know a, a requirement for him to at some point be able to play you know that that he can defend against somewhat smaller guys a little bit because I, I don't yeah like like i'm saying i don't i don't think he's, he's gonna get by bodying nba centers uh, on a night-to-night basis um what about diakite um any thoughts on him i mean obviously he is an older prospect. He's a guy that uh, we saw a little bit with the Bucks last year, but really kind of differentiated himself mostly in the G League bubble when he played great. And um, you know, I, I, I was very curious to just sort of like what he would look, what he would try to do uh, on both ends. And um, I don't know what what were your takeaways on Diakite tonight. All right, Frank, let's uh, have a quick note now from our friends at Headspace, sponsors of the podcast. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. If you need some help falling asleep, Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. You deserve to feel happier and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash locked on NBA. That's headspace.com slash locked on NBA for a free one month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash locked on NBA today. And as far as great deals, when it comes to the protein bar market, None are better than Built Bar and the deal we have for you. You guys know it. We're talking about freedom of choice when it comes to Built Bars. And with the nine delicious flavors that they have, there is something there for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. As you can hear, I am just doing this ad read. So the best thing about the Built Bars is that they are healthy for you. Only 17 to 18 grams of protein, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, 
They're amazing flavors. They're all tasty and they are all healthy. Just go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED for 15% off at built.com. Yeah, I think it's interesting both with Mamadi and also Sandro. You you sort of already touched on it there where you mentioned that these guys are getting to do some things that they probably wouldn't get to do with the Bucks or they're not going to get to do. And I think we saw it with both of those guys. And that's why I think it's noteworthy that obviously, and it, it's one game, but Sandro was 0 for 2 from 3, as you pointed to. Mamadi was 1 for 5 because... I think some of the shots that those guys took, I, you know, I thought were really good shots inside the arc, but you do feel like their role, if they do get minutes in the box, it's going to be uh, running the floor in transition, cleaning up the glass, and uh, and perhaps getting some dunks there. So I thought that's when Diakite looked at his best. He was able to get a couple of buckets in pick-and-roll scenarios. We know that he can run in transition. So I don't think it was his best night by any stretch. Um, he, he did pick up one block there. He had another pretty impressive play that was called for a goaltend, which we've seen from him a lot. But, but overall, when I'm, when I'm looking at him, I think it's a little bit difficult to know what to expect from him in Summer League. Because if you think back to the G League bubble where he was so dominant with the Lakeland Magic, basically all of his highlight packages were just simply him in pick and roll situations, roll into the basket and either uh, gathering the ball on a bounce pass, pocket pass or finishing a lob. I mean, he was unstoppable down there uh, in, in Florida. And, and Summer League basketball, uh, let's just say that for the most part, uh, offenses typically end up being one guy jacking up a shot, isolation here. I'm going to try and get my own points. That's, that's the way things... Uh, tend to run so I'm not sure whether it's really suited to him because I think we saw in some of those isolation situations he actually is pretty smooth for a big guy I mean he can he can shoot a little step back he can put the ball on the floor and it looks pretty nice a lot of those shots didn't go down tonight but ultimately even if he's knocking down those shots I'm like okay well uh, I can't really see you taking those shots in a Bucks offense anyway I think it's important for him to just like if he's getting uh perimeter looks i think especially in an environment like this he just needs to shoot them quickly i don't yeah. i don't think he he needs to 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 get that cute with it i think him being a um you know playable kind of undersized five i you know i just don't think on the one hand he doesn't have kind of the strength and the base to be probably a, a typical center you know i worry he you know we saw it a bit last year he kind of can get pushed around especially on on the on the glass um, but I think he fundamentally his instincts play like a center. Um, and so I think when you, when you try to imagine, you know, what is a, a, a version of Mamadi's career look like where he ends up, you know, being, let's, let's try not to be you know, too aggressive here. Like let's say a eight or ninth guy or something like that. Right. Like a, yeah. like a backup big man. Um, I think it probably involves him. A, defensively, he's going to have to be kind of an energetic, shot-blocking type of guy, hustle guy, you know, creating chaos. I think he's going to have to be, you know, reasonably switchable, which I think he has a chance at that. You know, I think he moves his feet pretty well. Um, and then I think offensively, uh, you know, we saw him, you know, he can certainly, as you said, he can, he can roll the room, catch a pocket pass, you know, make a you know kind of basic finish. Um, and surprisingly, a pretty decent-looking mid-range jump shot. But again, you know, what opportunities is he going to have in regular game action where things actually matter to get, you know, post touches or like mid range jumper looks probably not a lot. So Mm -hmm. I think he's going to have to get used to and and get comfortable shooting 
um, you know, three pointers when he's got open looks. So I think again, Vegas treat it like, um, treat it like, like a, a proxy for what you're going to do in the NBA. And if, uh, if guys are, you know, at all giving you that open three, look, just step into it with, with rhythm and, and shoot it. You know, I, I'll never forget. I think it was, um, I think it was the end of the first quarter in LA against the Clippers. I want to say, um, maybe it was the Lakers. I can't remember. Um, but he hit just like a no hesitation late in the first quarter, three point shot from the right side. Uh, it wasn't like exactly a corner three, kind of like a right wing three, like right up where the, the break happens. And um, I remember him hitting that and I was just sort of thinking like, all right, dude, you know, like that, that's probably the shot that, you know, maybe not like a tightly contested three that he has to become good at, but um, clearly teams are, are not going to play him as a three point shooter, you know, early in his, in his career, if he starts getting playing time. So he's going to have good looks at threes. And um, I think offensively that's, that's obviously a way for him to um, create a little bit of uh, a little bit of juice uh, for himself and, and for the bucks, assuming he, he actually does at some point get, get a chance to play. So, um, so yeah, I mean, again, I, nothing really to write home about given the, you know, what was he the night? He was uh, five out of 14, one out of five from three. So four out of nine on twos. Obviously, you want you want him to be better in that regard, but um, but I'm I'm you know I'm curious to see to watch him the rest of Vegas, and um, you know he certainly has a, a pretty good chance here to be maybe not a I don't again being like the only other being the only other sort of true center, and again I'm using quote unquote quotes around the word true center right because obviously the the main guys that are going to be playing um, you know in the Bucks front court rotation are, are Brooke, Bobby, and Giannis um, in terms of like the the quote unquote real big guys. But um, but certainly as a guy that that if if you know, one of those guys goes down, you know he could actually win himself some minutes uh, this regular season. So, um, so yeah, pop pop it, dude. Work on that jumper, Mamadi, and uh, hopefully uh, hopefully that's something that that maybe at some point gets put to use in the regular season. Let's talk about our friends at betonline.ag. Frank, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. And if it's not just baseball, it could be NBA futures, NHL futures, even NFL futures as the season gets ready to kick off there in the football. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just use the promo code locked on there. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. You started this podcast by basically saying there's three guys that we're looking at. And, you know, let's be honest, it's spot on. We are watching Diakite, uh, Mamu, and uh, obviously Jordan Wara as well. And the thing that I like when I'm looking at this box score, in particular with Jordan Wara and Mamadi Diakite, is the fact that they got up 42 of the 79 shots tonight. Uh, that's the type of shot distribution I'm looking for from Summer League here. Uh, Mamu only got the eight shots up. He was three for eight, though. As you mentioned, he did get to the free throw line. Uh, a little bit there, but uh, he doesn't strike me just from my very, very limited experience of watching him as a guy that's going to fire away, but maybe he should jack up a few more shots in the next game as well. But uh, we normally do over-unders, you know, in the off-season, but if I had to give you an over and under for the Bucks' next game, which is in two days' time, it's an afternoon game, 3 p.m. against the Brooklyn Nets, 
Uh, would you say Jordan Moore over or under 28 and a half field goal attempts against the Nets? He had 28 today. <laughs> uh, man, that's a lot of shots. Um, <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, I'll say under. I'll say under. Um, you know, uh, and I'm hoping maybe he just gets fouled more. It's <laughs> uh, right. a few more free throws and maybe uh, turn some of those misses into into trips to the foul line or something like that. But that, you know, again, um, it's Vegas, right? There, there's no, uh, there's no tax on optimism. So, uh, so we'll see. No. Yep. Shot a minute, basically tonight, 30 minutes, 28 field goal attempts. So he was not messing around. And uh, look, from what we've seen, it doesn't really matter where he's playing, whether it's the NBA, G league Olympics or summer league. Now uh, that's just generally the way he plays. I guess the only other interesting thing was we, we often see, and if we've been to uh, Summer League before, if you've been to Summer League before, you'll know one of the fun things is that there's just players absolutely everywhere and celebrities, whatever else. Everywhere you look, there's some sort of famous person getting around. Uh, it didn't look like there was too many Bucks players there, but you mentioned Bobby Portis. What a guy. I mean, this guy is working out with the second-round draft picks, Frank. Uh, he, he just got paid, which we said was under probably market value. Bobby Portis just continuing to be absolute king of the people. He got in his uh, his usual uh, "I'm a blue collar player and it's a blue collar town" comment on the broadcast as well. So, Bobby uh, hitting all of his key talking points as he gears up for his uh, you know 2030 run for mayor of Milwaukee, or I don't know, maybe he'll go for governor of Wisconsin. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, shout out to uh, shout out to to Bobby Portis. I, I feel like you know in in the leaner years, you know there was like the man, you know, hey, all the bucks are in Vegas. They're, yeah. You know, they're all kind of getting in time and all good camaraderie and, you know, getting getting some work in ahead of camp. And it's like, that's cool. But also, if you're an NBA player, it's just kind of fun to be in Las Vegas. So I don't know if it's necessarily like, you know, the esprit de corps that's, that mm. uh, convinces you to get out there. But, um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's nice. It's cool when, when the vets uh, kind of show out for, uh, for Summer League. And um, I'm curious if uh, we, we saw footage of Giannis with his family at, at State Fair today which is kind of funny um i think i've been to wisconsin state fair once in my entire life i like went once and it was just like i don't need to do this again <laughs> um i don't know you, I, I i'm wondering did you go to the state fair when you were uh, when you were in, in wisconsin at any point were you even around during that time no it, it's it's normally in august right I, i've actually haven't been in wisconsin in august before i know even those those couple of years that i was living there i i would come home for for august so uh so i haven't been to the state fair uh all right well maybe this is slanderous i i i don't feel like the state fair when it from what i remember was uh was all that that big of a deal i i mean a summer fest mm. always enjoyed summer fest um but uh yeah. Um, anywhere. Uh, anyway, I'm I'm just gonna stop talking before I get myself in trouble here. But, <coughs> um, but yeah, Giannis, uh, Giannis, uh, doing doing some real hardcore Wisconsin stuff there today. Getting in, uh, I don't know, yeah. getting some cheese curds or or something at the at State Fair. We'll see if uh, see if he makes it out to to Vegas at some point. I feel like if you're the reigning Finals MVP, yeah, probably make it out to Vegas just to be like, oh, what's going on, guys? I'm just gonna go sit courtside. Don't mind me, NBA, two-time MVP, reigning finals MVP. Uh, anybody wants to ask me what it's like to score 50 points in an NBA finals closeout game, I'll be right over here. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I, you know, 
I know Giannis isn't really maybe about about that kind of stuff, um, but uh, sure, you know he's he's, he's boys with Diakite in particular, right? Maybe they can go out and uh, and support uh, support Mamadi now that they're back from Greece. Yeah, if if I was Giannis, I would show up to Vegas and keep it in mind that again, this is not something he would actually do. He's a dad. He's a dad. He's got he's got more important stuff to take care of. But if I was him, I would look at Bam. And maybe this might be a bit disrespectful to his teammates, but they're also champions. Bam sitting over there with his gold medal, and I'd just sit down with the Larry O'Brien trophy in the finals MVP and just plonk them on my feet and the courtside <laughs> seat and watch some summer league basketball. Because I reckon I reckon that trumps it. But speaking of Giannis coming back from Greece, they have, have they have metal detect I think they have metal detectors at, at Thomas and Max. So I mean I don't know I don't know if you can I don't know if you can get that kind of hardware through me, but but you know, he's 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 a pretty special guy he's, you can probably you can probably figure to figure a way to get the get the hardware in yeah i think he might be able to do that but as as we uh wrap it up we should mention grace actually i know Giannis was over there but there's some crazy fires obviously some pretty pretty scary stuff so i know we have some people that listen from greece so hopefully anyone that is over there is staying safe at the moment and uh and not too affected by that because it does look pretty scary but look i think we've we've spoken about this uh, first summer league opener enough here. I will mention the Locked On Bets podcast that you can check out uh, on the network here. All you have to do is follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Frank, nothing nothing further to add from this summer league opener. Bucks undefeated 1-0 and in Las Vegas. We'll wait and see whether they get promotion to Thomas and Max Center uh, outside of Cox Pavilion after such a brilliant performance. When is when is the next Bucks Bucks summer league game? I'm I'm trying to Google this. When what can we look for? Do we need to talk for another hour about this game tomorrow to kind of kill another day, or what's going on here? It's uh, <laughs> six a.m. The answer is no. We're not we're not going to do that. But uh, but yeah, what what do you, you got the schedule in front of you? Yeah, six a.m. Thursday for me. So three p.m. Wednesday for you fine people over in uh, in the Central Time Zone in the U.S. against the Brooklyn Nets. No, Kevin Durant is 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 oh. expected not to play. Oh man, Brooklyn Nets! Wow, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a grudge match. So uh, set your DVRs, people. We'll see. Game game eight, Nets are treating that like game eight. They got to get some vengeance here. Mm-hmm. Got to even up that series four four. Well, we will be back, of course, through the week, and definitely for another post game show. There, I think a pretty entertaining start to summer league basketball here, certainly with the guys that we're interested in looking at. So it was a bit of fun, and the Bucks win, which of course is always what we are after. But we'll leave it there. Frank and myself speak to you guys next time. <laughs>